What's up, beautiful people? And welcome to episode three of the D-Lo Podcast Show. It's your favorite first-round draft pick, D'Angelo Stevenson. And this show is very special. Why? Because we are headed into a new decade, 2020. Ain't that something? This might be a year in review. In your hot seat, probably the biggest doofus of this decade. I don't know. I might do that. I should do that. Yeah, let's do that. But I really want to get in your tip of the day because since we are headed into a new decade, this is something that we really have to put aside. We really have to stick to these New Year resolutions. Key word in it is new. Year resolution. New is the key word. Athletes have aspirations and dreams to be the best. And with that becomes goals. Long term, short term, whatever the case may be, they write them down. They stick to them, they achieve them, and they move on to the next one. Don't make New Year's resolutions and you just hold off on them or just don't do them because they're just thoughts that you keep in your head that you never had the quote-unquote time, effort, or patience to do. Don't say you're going to start a YouTube channel or podcast and don't do it. Don't say you're going to lose weight and eat healthier and don't do it. Don't say you're going to kick Tyrone out your house on January the 8th Yet it's May the 15th. Your oldest son is about to graduate college. Yet Tyrone is sitting on your couch with no job, with his foot on your table like he has no home training, eating your butter pecan ice cream, which you got on sale, by the way, two for $3 at the Palo. That's your snack. You use that to watch the Lifetime Movie Network and the Oprah Winfrey Channel, Bonanza, SpongeBob, the Disney Channel. Yet he's sitting there eating a big spoon of your butter pecan ice cream, watching Sports Center, trying to relive his Pop Warner days as he complained about how his high school coach told him he wasn't going to make the football team because he was too unathletic or skinny. You better kick him out your house if that's your goal. Boo. You better Erica Badu him. You better call on Tyrone. But he ain't using your phone. Kick him out. More of the story is, all athletes have goals. Tom Brady was a six-round draft pick. He had goals and aspirations. Became one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Floyd Mayweather had to overcome all type of controversy and adversity. Became one of the best bosses of all time because he set goals for himself. Me. I ain't there yet. But I'm going to get there because I've wrote down my goals and I'm reaching them. I want to achieve them. I want to come the best that I can be. You feel me? All right. And I will be back. Being short is a problem. Being short and athletic is a major problem. Because no one believes in you because of your heights. Throughout this decade, there have been many athletes who have been criticized by their height, but overcame the adversity and achieved great success in their own right. Some notable names, Isaiah Thomas, Kyler Murray, Nate Robinson, Jose Altuve. But they understood what it took to get over that hump and become great. I was once an athlete and I was five foot five in high school. I played point guard for three years. This was around 2007, eight and nine. And around that time, being a five foot five point guard was relatively decent. You can get away with a lot of things. You couldn't rebound. You couldn't dunk. If you did a floater, 
That was your dunk. You couldn't get off the ground, but somehow your soul was still attached to the ball when it arced in the air and it landed in the net. That was your biggest accomplishment, hitting a floater. But I'm five foot five. I'm the cute athlete. I'm the athlete who just mini. Everybody just 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 waving their little finger at me. Oh, look at D. He's so cute. Don't do that. First of all, athletes have two sets of self-esteem. We got our regular self-esteem and our athletic self-esteem. First person called me cute. My athletic self-esteem is out the window. Okay? I don't have that no more. I don't even want to play basketball no more. I just want to go home and just create a player on NBA Live at the time, make him like 6'5", become a shooting guard, and all my dreams have came true in the virtual world. That's all I want. I don't want nothing else. It was hard for me because I love to play basketball. I was in the weight room one time trying to get my muscle on, lifting, leg press, all of that. So one chiller that came in there and said, D, you so squon, pause. Wait a minute. Don't first of all, when you say squon, that is a decrease from the original word strong. That is like when your mama catches you flexing your muscles at two years old and she just gets so proud, like, oh, look at my baby muscles. He's so squon. Don't do that. Now I have no capability of doing anything. Now I don't want to do nothing. Now you done mess my regular self-esteem up. What is that? What is that? Fast forward to 2019. I am a former short athlete. I am 5'10". I grew 5 inches in a 12-year span. It was from 2007 to 2019. Do you know how uncomfortable it is to have to look up to a 12-year-old? Who is six foot five with a wingspan of six foot eight, a vertical jump of I don't know. Dude talking about how old are you? It don't matter. Pat me on the head. If you dream big enough, work hard enough, and grow a few inches, you too can have an N one mixtape. If you don't get off of me, don't touch me. You ain't supposed to have no N one mixtape. You don't even play. Talking about some N one mixtape. What's wrong with you? Out of all those athletes that I named in the beginning, the one I'm more proud of or more fond of is Jose Altuve. He's five foot six, 180 pounds. He's a six-time MLB All-Star, a five-time Silver Slugger Award winner. He's a Golden Glove winner, and most importantly, he's a World Series champ. You wouldn't have never told me ten years ago. That a five foot six second baseman would have won the AL Steel record twice. You would have never told me he would have been the batting champion three times. Five foot six from the Dominican Republic. You would have never told me. I would have never believed you. The dude can play. He got game. His team is great. I have him being one of the top athletes. Next decade, I'm going to get to that in a minute. But a lot of short athletes, they have to overcome a lot because a lot of these guys don't get a lot of chances. And especially in sports today, if you are under six foot, you are undervalued, underestimated, and 
that's just it. You have nothing to contribute, especially in basketball. Baseball, you can get away with it. Football, you can barely get away with it. Soccer, you can definitely get away with it. But in basketball, where the average point guard now is either 6'4 or higher, you ain't playing basketball. You could probably make it in the G League, go overseas, but you ain't playing no basketball. So for those who do desire to play sports, look at guys like Isaiah Thomas and Kyler Murray and Jose Altuve because it's possible. It is possible. Just put it, you have to work 10 times as hard as the average human because you're considered different. But it's definitely possible. Kyler Murray. He's 5 foot 10. I even criticize Kyler Murray only because he's 5 foot 10 and he's playing quarterback. I can't imagine how hard it is to see over that offensive lineman, especially when those guys are like 6'2, 6'3, 6'4. But he got the job done this year. He had a decent rookie year. He got hurt at the end of the year, but he had a decent rookie year. And I think he'll be okay in the NFL, especially the way the quarterback position is changing. He'll be all right. Isaiah Thomas did his thing in Boston. Now, um, if I was him and Boston would have let me go, I would have set that whole city on fire. After everything he sacrificed for Boston, Two-time NBA All-Star, All-NBA second-team selection. And he was an MVP candidate. And you just let him go for Kyrie? I'm not saying that's a bad deal, but he put so much on the line when he was at Boston. He was a fan favorite. He even played the day his sister died in a playoff game. So, yes, I do think athletes who are under six foot, are very underrated. They are capable of being great. And me personally, I think anybody can overcome any odds based off their heights to obtain greatness. So I've only been watching baseball for like 15 years. I'm a St. Louis Cardinals fan. So my buddy asked me, he was like, what's your most memorable moment from this past decade? Like when the Cardinals won the World Series in 2011, obviously. But I will tell you what my most funniest moment of the decade is when the Washington Nationals won the World Series this year. Only because they had the Bryce Harper effect for so long that once he leaves, they find success. This is a guy who was in the spotlight as a teenager in Nevada, gets drafted by the Nationals, plays minor league, I think, a year or so. Comes in, immediate impact right away. He's beloved by the fans. His ego goes up, stardom goes up, ego goes up, stardom goes up. Not a lot of success. They're okay. Playoff runs. He forces himself out. He cries his way out. He leaves. He wants to get paid. He's petty and he goes to another team in the same division that they play. Multiple times in the year, the Phillies, they still suck. Nationals has the worst start in the season this year. Make a run. Playoffs, make a run. Win the World Series. You cannot tell me Bryce Harper was not feeling some type of way. 
Y'all may think he didn't, but that's probably a whole scenario that went down. He just had a newborn baby. He probably didn't kicked his wife out the house and the baby out the house for 24 hours. Probably had his old uniform somewhere in a trunk, in the corner of his closet in his room. Put the uniform on, probably got some champagne, probably just shook it up, let it loose and start celebrating with the team. He probably did all of that. He he probably was butt hurt because he knew what he did. It's just, I don't know. I'm a Bryce Harper fan. I like Bryce Harper. He's he's a good talent. He's one hell of a talent. One of the best power hitters in the league. But the thing about Bryce Harper, he's so egotistic. He's so self-centered. It's all about Bryce. You seen it when he left in free agency. He wanted to be the highest paid baseball player in the, in, the, in the league. So what does he do? Goes to Philly. Signs a major contract with the Phillies. All right, cool. I'm the highest paid I'm the highest paid baseball player in the league. Cool, all right. Mike Trout just sitting in L.A. like, all right, cool, bet. I'm just going to sit here. I ain't worried about nothing. I'm still being in L.A. It don't really matter. I'm going to just sit here and just wait. Manny Machado has yet to sign. Manny Machado just want to play. He just want to get paid and play. Bryce Harper signs his contract. Mike Trout was like, all right, cool. Let me get 12 years, 100 and something million dollars, which he deserves. Now Bryce Harper is just butt hurt. Because he's not the highest paid baseball player. And he goes to a team that sucks. Now, granted, I don't know how the success of the Phillies will be in the future. But they were 81 and 81 when he was there. The media expected so much because he was there. They played him in Washington. They booed him in Washington. And then it ultimately came to bite him in the butt. Like, yo, we don't need you. We're World Series champions. We did this without you. We did this in one year without you, which you couldn't do in nine years. Get us over the hump. You cannot tell me that Bryce Harper does not feel some type of way about that. And the fact that he signed, I think he did sign like a 12-year deal. I'm not sure. But I'm my ultimate guess is to say he signed a 12-year deal with the Phillies. To say that he signed that deal with them and he has to play them and he has to go back to Washington every year to see that pennant that says 2019 World Series champions and he wasn't a part of it. Oh, he's butthurt at himself because he let his ego get in the way. He got what he wanted and karma came and bit him in the butt. You with the Phillies now. Ultimately, I think he's going to have some success in Philadelphia. I don't know. I hope he does. He's, he's a great talent. He's a real great talent. And I hope they, they put something around him. Same, way, same goes for Mike Trout. He's been in L.A. his whole career. Eight all-star appearances. Rookie of the year. I think he's a three-time MVP. The best baseball player in the world. There's no question. Bryce Harper, he can he can fight for a quick second. But Mike Trout is the best baseball player we've seen in a long time. There's no cap. But for Bryce Harper, you will always be haunted by your egotistic past in Washington going to Phillies. I hope you do have success in Philly. I really do. It's a new decade. Something else will start. Hopefully something will start for you, but 
that World Series win without you is definitely going to bite you in the butt for years. We'll be back. Y'all, we are heading into a new decade. Ten years, a fresh start, new faces, new opportunities, new beginnings. We need to leave some stuff in 2019, okay? Don't bring that foolishness over to 2020, because we're not about to put up with it. For starters, these bandwagons. Y'all have been riding the wave for 10 straight years. And with the occasion of LeBron going to Miami, going back to Cleveland, Golden State Warriors making their run, even the Carolina Panthers going 15-1, and y'all have just been jumping train after train after train. When the Panthers went 15-1 in 2015, I have never seen that many Panthers fans in my life. But dazzled Cam Newton jerseys. Dude came in the barbershop one time and said, I got them Jordan 5 Panther Legend Editions. First of all, you got them from the trunk, trying to sell them on the street. And if you don't know what the trunk is, I advise you to look that up in the Urban Dictionary. People got Panther-themed cookouts. What you got a cook? First of all, ain't nobody coming to no cookout. It's Wednesday. Who going to come to a cookout on a Wednesday? They don't even play on Wednesdays, but you want to have a cookout. Panther Appreciation Day. Don't, don't do that. Don't you do that. Don't even know who Jake DeLome is. Moose and Muhammad. One of the Khalil brothers. But you want to be a Panthers fan. Don't give me that. Don't you give me that. Mm-mm. When Golden State made their little run. You got parents wanting to dress their kids. And Stephen Curry ain't, ain't a light of skin on them. You want your son to be t- Stephen Curry. But he out here looking like Tyrese. No. You don't even know anything about the Warriors. I've been watching basketball my whole life. And the Warriors used to be the worst team in the NBA up until like 2012, 13. And somehow Oracle Arena is packed. I understand that's a loyal fan base, but that arena has never been packed. Like it was in twenty from 2015 to 2018. And I can guarantee you that. Even recently, Clemson. We got so many disloyal Gamecock fans, they done switched over to Clemson. I bleed orange. I bet you do. I bet you do. Don't do not do that. We we not taking that. Let me tell y'all. Let me give y'all some advice. If you're going to start watching sports, you take that little team that's close to your region. I don't care how bad they is, how sorry they is. I don't care if you got to turn your radio down to not hear them on the radio because they get so much bad vibes. You stick with them. Okay? You just have to wait. Ride it out. Tough it up. Tough love. You stick to them. Don't be don't be switching on over to somewhere like New Orleans. New York. LA. Don't know. You If you from Kansas City, Missouri, you better hop on that Chiefs train while they hot. Because when they when they when they start tanking, you gonna be right there with them. Tanking along, riding away, sailing on, float on, float on, you gonna be right there. Secondly, these ballers life mixtapes, they gotta stay in twenty nineteen. Now I'm not saying that all these kids shouldn't have any type of recognition because these kids do work hard, that's their passion. But there's no reason for a five-year-old to have a Baller's Life mixtape. You hear me? What your son doing with a Baller's Life mixtape? Now, I'm not saying he's not going to be the next 
prodigy in basketball. But you just got your son playing basketball because he ate all his gushers out the pantry and he's starting to eat your stuff. Now you want him to be occupied in basketball. You got him dressed up as Stephen Curry. Again, out here looking like Tyrese. Got his little ankle braces on with his little sleeve, mouthpiece hanging out his mouth. Got the little fade. Shooting air balls, walking, traveling, double dribble. And then Baller's Life got the nerd to say this is the next protege in the class of 2055. If you don't get out of here with that. Now, I'm not saying these kids will not be basketball players. Because they might not be basketball players. They might want to be lawyers or doctors, an astronaut, a principal. But you got them kids out here telling them they're going to be Stephen Curry. No, he don't want to be no Stephen Curry. You got these intermediate kids in like the sixth grade. They 6'6". Six, six. They ain't got no type of fundamental in the world, but they tall. They could play a little defense, get a little block or two. Ball is life. They advertise that. Oh, yeah, this is the next best shot block in the class of 2028 or something like that. He just tall. He don't want to play no basketball. Let him go play football. See, football don't don't hype these kids up like that because they, if they know you're going to play, if they know you can't play, they ain't going to waste their film on you. I'm not saying they can't play, but if you know you ain't the top player on the team, ain't nobody wasting no film on you. You go play basketball, ball is life, got to find a way to make their money so they're going to advertise everybody. You get in the game, you shoot a three. Oh, he the best three-point shooter in the class of 2028. No. You hit one little three, all of a sudden you a phenom. No, we not doing that. Stop boosting up your kids talking about they're going to be the next Stephen Curry when they know they don't want to be the next Stephen Curry. They just want to be little Jimmy. They just playing basketball because you kicked them out the house. Now, I'm not saying some of these kids don't want to play basketball because they do want to hoop. But some of these kids don't want to hoop. They just know the real reason why they on that court. Because their mama just want them out of the house because they don't want to cut no grass, wash no dishes, wash your car. Reef blowing. They can't weed eat the yard. But you like, all right, cool. If you ain't going to do nothing around the house, you're going to play ball. You better be good because I want that ball to like mixtape. Mm-mm. Those are my top two things that I think we need to leave in the last decade. I mean, there are more. I just can't really get them out of my head right now because it's a long list. But those two and obviously some more other stuff, we got to leave. We got we to gotta keep them in the past. Put them in a little time capsule. Just come back. In the next 10 years, like, ooh, look at my baby. Back in 2017, he was so cute. Look at him block the little shot, blocking the shot. Give him a little tweet. Y'all don't say three. Y'all like tweet, be embarrassing these kids. Hitting a tweet. Or what? Let me out here embarrassing your kids like that. Mm-mm. We'll be back with your hot seat of the decade. I can't wait to get to this. Ooh, I can't wait. We have seen a lot in this decade. The good, the bad, the ugly, Antonio Brown. Memories that will last forever, son, will haunt us for all eternity, Antonio Brown. We've seen some of the best teams ever assembled, and some were relatively worse, Antonio Brown. If this wasn't for a special occasion, the hot seat would have gone to the New England Patriot fan base who are going through a 
terrible mental breakdown because they lost four games this season and they think their reign dynasty is completely over. But they forget they have one of the best quarterbacks of all time, Tom Brady, and he's a different animal in the playoffs, but you never know. But I'm going to say that for a rainy day. So I'm going to let y'all breathe a little bit. But for the past 10 years, there has not been a franchise who's had so many expectations but failed to exceed those expectations. And that franchise is the Dallas Cowboys. Jerry Jones. Yeah, boo. You are in the hot seat. Mm-hmm. Going into 2020, you guys are no longer America's team. That right should have went over to the New England Patriots. At least they have expectations and they exceed their expectations. Y'all are now regarded as America's stepchild. And every supporter that y'all had is starting to give up on y'all and give y'all back to y'all rightful father. That is Jerry Jones. Y'all are the only franchise that were spoiled in the NFL. You got a brand new facility at the beginning of the decade. Got some decent draft picks. Some decent quarterbacks and Tony Romo, Dak Prescott. You got Zeke, Amari Cooper. You had Dez Press. You had Dez Bryant. Sorry, a defense that was relatively good. And you mean to tell me in a ten-year span you only been to the playoffs three times? You lost out of the division around each and every time in 2015 when you were 13 and three. You guys were the favorites. To win the Super Bowl in the NFC, not the Panthers. It was y'all. Y'all was hotter. They was just better. And what baffles me is that this whole entire decade, you guys were the favorite to win every single year. You mean to tell me the Washington Redskins had some success before y'all did in a 10-year span? And they're the babies of the NFC East. They the outsides looking in. They the ones that have to pay fans to come watch their games. And they had some minor success before you guys did. The Giants did. The Eagles just won a Super Bowl not too long ago. Y'all just got to watch that from the, from the chair, the comfort of your own home. I don't get it. I don't get why... You guys are so entitled, and y'all don't do anything. Y'all don't do nothing. Jerry Jones is looking at the top of the booth with that same little look for 10 years. His face don't change. The wrinkles are still there. Somebody need to eye his face. I'm just tired of looking at that every week. Just looking at the feel like something's going to change. Ain't nothing going to change. Nothing. Put on your big boy cap. You got to think in your mind. Have one of the more popular football teams in history, the Dallas Cowboys. I need to do something. We need to win now. Don't be looking at me like that. We need to win now. Jason Garrett, it's time for you to kill. You should have been fired, Jason Garrett. Want to be buddy-buddy. Oh, he's a favorite to the, to the Cowboys community. So was Ron Rivera. No disrespect to Carolina. And they kicked them right out of Carolina. Even though he shouldn't have never gotten fired. And congratulations on him getting a job with the Washington Redskins. God rest his poor soul. I wouldn't want anyone to go to that franchise. Hopefully he can turn it around. But you should have just kicked him out of that, Jerry. You in the hot seat just as much as your franchise. You're always in that little booth 
just hoping a genie gonna come out and you can just get three little wishes and just hope and pray that y'all just become a winning franchise. Y'all have been bismal for the past 10 years. And yet, y'all still have a loyal fan base. People still attend the games, buy merchandise. If I was a Cowboys fan, if I only been to the playoffs for three three times in the past 10 years, I wouldn't even show it to a game until I see improvement. I wouldn't. I would not do it. I'm not wasting my money on on this. What am I wasting my money on? Mediocrity? No. Not doing that. Mm-mm. All I have to say is, Cowboy Nation, y'all got to get it together. It's going to come to the point where some of these players in the NFL, they're going to be like, mm-mm, don't draft me. Mm-mm. I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. Don't send me there. They're going to go back to school for a fifth year so they won't have to go to Dallas. Probably improve their draft stock or something. Y'all are terrible. Y'all, y'all are over. Y'all are overhyped for nothing. For nothing. I can see Patriots fans. They they got all the rights and the reasons in the world to be cocky, arrogant, whatever the case may be. But y'all just my uncles and them are Cowboys fans. Be talking all that mess, all that junk. As soon as the end of the year start, come around. They sit on the chair with their mouth wide open, wondering what happened. Oh, you know what happened. You know what Jerry doing up there in that little booth. You know what Jason Garrett doing on the sideline. You know what Dak Prescott is doing on that field. Same cheerleaders from 2003. Don't want to get new cheerleaders. They still on the field trying to do a little kick, little flip. Susan can't pick up Tracy. Her muscles then went. They they don't want to do nothing in Dallas Cowboy Nation, whatever you want to call it. They don't want to do nothing. They just want to sit there and watch mediocre football. But they America's team. Mm-mm. Whatever county Dallas is, that's what team it is. I can't even look up the county right now, nor do I want to, nor do I care. But y'all have no right to be America's team, not going into 2020. At least give it to a team that exceeds expectations, like the New England Patriots, the Green Bay Packers. Why not? Shoot, might be the Baltimore Ravens, the way Lamar Jackson is playing. New Vic. Y'all better get it together. Get it together. And change them uniforms, too. I'm so sick of looking at them white uniforms every week. Y'all wear them uniforms home, away, on the bus. Get some new uniforms. I'm sick of looking at them. Been looking at them things since 1990. And I wasn't even born until 1992. I was watching from other places. But listen, that ain't the point. Just get some new uniform. I'm going to be back to wrap this up. As we close on another episode of the D-Lo Podcast Show, I really want to touch subjects on something that's very, very important, especially headed into a new year and a new decade. We as a society, we really have to be held accountable when it comes to mental health. This is something that we have to take action immediately. This is a situation where people only acknowledge it only if some type of tragedy happens. And I get it. It is such a touchy subject to get into because there are people who don't talk about these things. 
there are people who do talk about these things. And for people who say they don't understand, the quick response is to go and get help. I can help you find someone to talk to, take medications or whatever the case may be. When people better realize that some of these young adults, older adults, teenagers, kids have been going through this their whole lives. They've been going through this every day, every week, every month, every year after year. And it comes to the point where they're at a stopping point and they just check out. Like, it's that powerful. Sometimes it becomes uncontrollable. There isn't one thing that you can't hear into someone's situation where you can't relate from your life or someone else's life that was closer to you that you probably helped. There are ways that you can understand these things. Some people just fail to put in the effort to do it. Some people just don't want to say the wrong thing or I get all of that. But the one thing that mental health has taught me for someone who goes through it and for being around people who go through it, it teaches you patience. It teaches you value and appreciation. And I think we all should be able to take action immediately. I always say a simple hey to someone, whether it's someone you know, friends, family members, or even a stranger. A simple hey can change someone's entire day. Just a simple hey, a what's up, what's good, how you doing, how are you feeling? It can change their whole entire day. And maybe they will have the confidence and trust to talk about what they're going through. Or maybe just talk about something that's really, really bothering them. Maybe it's something very, very small. We are all one. We are all humans. We all go through things. And we can all be there for each other no matter what. No one is ever alone. I always remember that. You can always, if, for people who know me, you can talk to me. You can talk to your buddy. Some, and, and the thing about it is there are a lot of family members who it's hard to talk to your family members about these things. It is. It, it is. Because a lot of people in the older generation, they define it as, oh, just toughen up. We've gotten through things way worse. You'll be okay. We as humans, even when we were young, intermediate, teenagers, young adults, we have a voice. We know when we're not okay. We know when we are okay. We know when there's something wrong. God gave us a voice, so we are allowed to speak it. If they don't want to listen to it, fine. Go and talk to someone else. This is just something that you can't hold on to every day because it builds and builds and builds so much rage and anger and stress and you do want to check out and I would hate for that to happen to anyone so if there is something that you want to talk to me about I am all ears you can come visit me or whatever the case may be go and talk to a buddy just know that you are not alone we are here for you you matter in this world you matter to so many people and just know that you matter to yourself 
and you can overcome anything with faith and a beautiful smile. With that being said, it's your first, favorite first round draft pick, D'Angelo Stevenson. Jeremiah 2911 to all you beautiful people. And until next time, peace, love, and soul. I'm out. Peace.